How's everyone doing? My name is Josh Snyder, and this is Thoughtful Discussions. And I'm here with John Muldoon and Sean Coffey. Awesome. And uh, tell me a little bit about you guys, yourselves, and uh, what you do. I'll let you start. I am a painter. I'm a painter, muralist, graffiti writer, visionary, what have you. Yeah. Uh, I'm all around creative. I do a lot of industrial pro uh, productions around the city, uh, artwork, furniture, uh, any type of creative product I can really uh, get my hands on, you know? Yeah. So when did you start making artwork and um, what was the turning point to when you decided that you were going to do it full time? Oh, man. I probably can't remember when I started doing artwork you know it's one of those things that my mom still has drawings from when I was a little kid all the way up until now still all over the walls John was actually at my mom's house for the first time and he was like yeah she's got a lot of it but um you know about four years ago I started doing uh, some things on my own and I realized that if I was a little more serious about it I could probably go home happy with a paycheck from just doing my own thing so uh, that's where we're at today. Awesome. <laughs> How about yourself? When did I decide to yeah. uh, take it on full time? Yeah, that's part of it. And be sufficient? Yeah. Uh, it was about four years ago. Some older gentleman came into the loft studio where I was working at the time. Yeah. Pitched me a huge wall to do. Mm -hmm. And I did it. And I was like, damn. I mean, <laughs> I should do this full time. I'm pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> that was that. And here we are, four years later. Yeah. Full time. That's awesome. Yes, sir. So um, what type of work have you both done previously? And like what, like what other jobs have you had? Uh, I've been pretty fortunate here in the city. I've got to work on a lot of different things. Like the, when, before I became a professional in my own time, yeah. uh, I worked at Technique Architectural Products as a designer and a fabricator. And then I was also an engineer at uh, Tactile, which is an ultra-high-performance concrete company. And um, we got to work on projects like the New Year's Ball. And we got to work with, like, Zambelli and the fireworks companies and uh, a couple of the uh, different architecture firms throughout the city. So I got a lot of experience from different professionals and creatives in the city and how things worked before I kind of dove in myself. Mm. So uh, it, was, it wasn't as scary, I guess, for me to go out and be on my own than others because I had already had a, a, a phone book of people I could contact right. for help if I needed. Awesome. How about for you? What was the question? What, what other work did you do leading up to becoming a full-time artist? Uh, I was doing art part-time in the sense that I was doing it as a hobby and simply for fun and for the love of it. Okay. I'm kind of wondering where that is today. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's where it started. Okay. It started for fun. Awesome. And what type of work did I do? Standard work, like at a coffee shop. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Things of this sort, of the nature. And only until I made a certain amount of money was I able to stop doing that. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. What, uh, what are some of the lessons you learned now? Both of you have worked for yourselves for four years now. So what are some of the, the lessons that you... And I'm, I'm going to let you start because he's been starting all the other answers. Gotcha. I'm ready. Um, like, number one lesson, either... Yeah, number one lesson you learned from yourself. Work every day towards this goal. Every day. Every day. Don't stop. Don't stop. Love. Yeah, especially if you love what you do, it doesn't matter. Just do it every day. Well, do you think that you can work for yourself 
doing something if you don't love what you do? No. Okay. I think you're working against yourself. Right. So build build what you're doing around what you love to do. Absolutely. And then work to that. Mm-hmm. And don't stop. Don't stop. Every day. Never stop. Yeah. Take days off. Take when you when you've earned them, and you will yeah. know, you will know when you have earned them because your accomplishments the pr- days prior will just set you free. You'll be like, I Love am laying down. I'm gonna put a heavy emphasis on what he said yeah. and work every day, uh, and take a deposit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, take a security deposit. Take that was a security good. Security deposit. Yeah. So when someone's paying you to do a big art project. And you know that it's going to take you more than, what, a day, a week, something. You have to buy materials up front. You know that it's going to be something that you're selling for three, four digits. You want to make sure that you have some of that money up front. Definitely. Okay. You, you always want to make sure you, you have some type of security, whether it's somebody you really, really know, a contract, or right. just like I said, a security deposit for at least materials. Because mm-hmm. if your project is good and your product is something that people enjoy, somebody else will buy it. Right. I got you. Now, working with friends, of course, is something that you do in the art community because that's how you sell your stuff is you make friends with people. Mm-hmm. What um, Obviously, there's positives and negatives to that mm-hmm. when you're selling something, especially for, for in that price range. Um, do you work off a handshake or like what do you recommend having something on paper or, or, or how do you go about that? Well, it really depends on the person. Uh, like, like you said, if you're just meeting them at the bar, I mean, sometimes you want to take a little more precaution than just a handshake, you know. Right. But uh, if, if somebody's giving you cash to do a project, usually they're pretty serious. Right. Uh, in my experience, uh, if somebody is trying to give you money to do a project, they want it. Right. But it's the people that are talking about a project and being like, oh, I don't really have the money yet, but I'll get a hold of you in a couple months. Can you like do some sketches for me in the meantime? Yeah. They kind of just want to lead you on, but there's all kinds of different people out there right. of different levels. You just really have to judge a person when you meet them and get mm-hmm. kind of acquainted with judging a person in the art world right. for what you're trying to sell, because everybody's different. Absolutely. So working with friends in the art community? Yeah. I would say if you find yourself looking at a big job that you, you know, you see you could use some of your friends' help with, mm-hmm. just make sure you get a contract and yep. you get a deposit and that the side of the finances is 100% guaranteed so that your friends aren't left in the wind if somebody right. tries to, you know. Yeah, no, that's super. Yeah. This, th- these are the arts. People do try yeah. to, you know, so take advantage of you if they can. Right. Contract. So <laughs> younger artists or artists that are just starting out, um, may not be, you know, of course, everyone, you know, you work, you work up to whatever level you're trying to get to. Um, as far as everyone asks me about how do you value your art? What do you do? Like, how do you price it? How do you do that? Um, for someone that's starting out, how would you recommend, um, that question? Um, Above all, sell it, yeah. you know, and let let it be known that it is being sold. Okay. So moving is important. Moving is important. Yeah. You know, if you're producing a lot of work, it's yeah. not, you don't need to hold on to them for an excruciating number. Right. Let go of them. Yeah. Get rid of them. Put them in the hands of other people. Find out how you can build that bridge between your art and these potential customers or clients. Right. And that would be in a, in a you know, a reasonable price. Yeah. 
not an exponential one. Make art every day. Make and, and if you make art every day, it won't be a problem. Yeah. Right. But get rid of art every day too. True. So true. If you, if you can, if you can, yes, yes. Okay. But yeah, make it a priority. Yeah. Get rid of it. Okay. Well, I kind of feel like the, the idea is just to get as get rid of as much artwork as possible. Like John was saying, uh, you kind of have to look at the, the person you're selling it to. You know, some people have more money to spend on a piece. Uh, yeah. Some people will appreciate a piece more. But um, yeah. really. At the end of the day, it's what do you want to get out of the piece? Do you want a bunch of money? Do you want the piece to go to somebody that doesn't that appreciates it more? So, it's really what you want to get out of it. Uh, but you could value your work for a thousand dollars. Somebody else could value it for ten thousand. It, yeah. it really depends on the market. Gotcha. And the demographic that you're trying to pitch it to. That's hard to. That's a hard thing to establish and a hard thing to read when you're first starting out. Did you? Did either of you have any troubles? Like when you were first starting, uh, gauging, figuring that out when you're entering the, into that market? There's always going to be road bumps in that in the beginning. I mean, because you have to test. You, right. you kind of have to give your pieces to different people and see how they react. Right. Uh, without doing that, you're, you're not going to know what, what people and what type of community wants to see your work. I mean, right. you might get lucky and stumble upon a, an area and a, a type of person that just loves your work, like a collector or something like that, or maybe a museum. But uh, without showing that to a bunch of people and without getting your work out to every different type of person through different media outlets and such, uh, you won't know. Mm -hmm. You have to test it. Yeah, he pretty much hit the nail on the head there. Yeah. It's about building that bridge between your art and the client. And yeah. it takes time. Yeah. But you will learn it, right. especially if you go at it every day like we touched on. Take notes. <laughs> If you're if you're working on a commission for someone, how do you go about like what's the, what are some of the questions that you have that end up producing the result that the that the the person that's buying it ends up being happy? Like like how do you go from point A to B from start to finish? Like, well, uh, I went to school for uh, product design, and uh, we we learn. Uh, yeah, we learned a lot of things there from A to Z in the the design process. So I kind of go through that A to Z with the client, you know, yeah. walk in with a blank page and I'm like, well, this is what you want, maybe. And then we'll go through like 10 different ideations and then they might pick five or six different things from each one. And then we'll go down to like three ideas, right. which are refined from those different uh, aspects of each piece that they took. And then we refine it again. And, you know, it's just a lot of different sketches and letting the client be a part of that process so they feel like they're one with the piece, you know? Yeah, and then uh, at the end of the day, they're like, oh, you know, I actually told him to add that, you know? And then they're telling all their friends about it. And then their friends are coming to you for that same experience. Right. Once again, Sean, <laughs> way to go, way to go. But, you know, there are there are two types of commissions. This uh, potential client could just be such a fan of your style of work. They simply want to commission you to do a piece of your work, you know? Yeah. They could give you total artistic freedom or mm -hmm. they could want a portrait of their dog. Right. In which case, you want to go meet that dog. You want to go right. s meet Mr. Fluffy. Yep. You want to pet Mr. Fluffy. You might even want to take Mr. Fluffy out on a walk before you decide right. to lay down some sketches for yeah. him. You know? So put the work in, too. Yeah, put the work in. I mean, and you meet the client. You see what the client wants. They could, right. Oftentimes, they know exactly what they want, and that's very helpful. Sometimes... Pfft, Often as well, they need they <laughs> they need walk through the process, but that's right. just because it's it's an imaginary, creative, you know, relationship the artist and the client, right? And uh, I don't know, it could go either way, right? 
if you could uh, if you could have told yourself something if you could go back and tell yourself something like five ten years ago um something that you know now that could have helped you before what would have you what would you say uh, just go harder i guess even Start sooner. I, yeah well i mean i feel i really feel like i started really early but yeah. i go harder yeah, yeah go, go more, harder go as hard as possible yeah <laughs> yeah, I wish I would have started a lot sooner. Yeah. It's just uh, a lot of times you have to wait until the right opportunity. If you dive in too early, sometimes you don't give yourself a good chance. Mm. At, head, yeah, you don't give yourself a good chance at doing the best you can because you might yeah. not have the money or the space to do it. And mm. you, know, you kind of have to look at your resources and decide when is the best time. You have to do right. a little work to get yourself to a position where you're ready to take that you know yeah um i mean you can just dive right in though there's nothing wrong with that yeah so working with people in the pittsburgh art community who is someone that has helped you someone that you look up to and what are some of the lessons that you've learned uh the guy sitting to my left yeah. uh he helps me a lot that, that's why i had brought him or had mentioned him for the show this evening uh he has helped me a lot with uh, different aspects of uh, different medium, you know, the graffiti aspect and using different stuff. Uh, another guy is Rick Bach. He's a local guy that used to be down in Southside a lot. He has work all over the city. Jacks, uh, the Mad Maxes. I believe he's down in D.C. now. And uh, just the different companies I've worked for. And, you know, just almost every project, really, you learn a little something new. Right. Any lessons that have stand, stand, stood out? <laughs> uh, take a deposit. <laughs> yeah that, that one becomes a reoccurring thing that once you're in the business especially if you try to trust people you know right. the, the um, deposit comes with the contract so they're they're yeah. they're they're hand in hand yeah um the contract which sure guarantees you know the deposit who you're working with and but other than that i really have no gripes i mean the city here has always been very good to me uh the people i meet are all good they're all professional um and everybody here has is a very, it's a very strong art community, you know. Uh, you see a lot of people at the same events, and, uh, you, you know, they're, um, they're just out doing things together and creating beautiful artwork for the city. Uh, I mean, you just walk outside here, and you see countless pieces up and down the street. It's nice. Yeah, uh, 10 years ago, 12 years ago when I moved here, it wasn't like that. Yeah, it's Not true. at all. How about you? Uh, people? Yes. Artists that I look up to in the community and have taught yeah. me things? Yeah. Like he said... I, well, I'm a street artist, I guess, but he's been teaching me a lot about perspective and shadows and mm -hmm. sort of classical realms of painting that I did not know existed. Mm -hmm. So I definitely thank him for that. Mm -hmm. Also, a gentleman named Tim Engelhart. It's a very talented man, and I've done some work with him, and he's taught me some things. Mm -hmm. And I salute him and his efforts very much so. Nice. Yeah. Thank you. Um, where can we find you on social media, websites, all that? Uh, you could just look up my first, middle, and last name. That would okay. be John Maurice Muldoon. And that is John with an H. And that is M-U-L-D-O-O-N <laughs> Muldoon. Nice. Uh, everywhere? Everywhere online? Everywhere online, yeah. You can Google it, you Facebook it, you can Instagram it. All right. You definitely won't be able to Twitter it, but okay. I'm out there. All right. Uh, you can find my work at www.com coffee-shop.com it's c-o-f-f-e-y hyphen shop um i'm on instagram at at my coffee shop uh but if you just google coffee shop with a, a y at the end and not the extra e my stuff usually comes up i've got a good bit of work around the city luckily 
yeah. have been fortunate enough to get to work on a lot of different projects. Right. So you make uh, like small furniture and stuff too. Yeah, Fun. we uh, we actually build a lot of stuff out of the coffee shop. We have yeah. uh, a lot of custom architectural signage, a lot of custom architectural mm. furniture, um, some finer end pieces that uh, you can't really find anywhere else. You know, I like to do uh, stuff for the client that you can't, you, you won't find online. You know, we, we right. do some uh, custom architectural features for houses, such as uh, log bar additions, uh, cedar fences with a. Uh, uh, ain't like older Japanese style uh, linear uh, features and stuff. There's so many different products that we uh, have been uh, fortunate enough to work on. But uh, yeah, a lot of different architectural stuff like that. Nice. If you can meet any artists, who would you who would you try to to reach out to? All right, uh, I would I would try to reach out to. Pose is the artist from Chicago, P-O-S-E, or Rhyme out of New Jersey. That's R-I-M-E. Mm-hmm. There's definitely some more, but those are yeah. the those are the states artists that I would hit up and be like, "Son, keep up the good work. You're yeah. setting the bar, yeah. and I like your efforts." Nice. Yeah. Man, I might have to look him up on Instagram first. Yeah. Uh, I believe his name is Andrew Salgado. Or Sal- did, you, did you by chance know who I'm talking about? I showed you the guy. He does all those crazy paintings on uh, the, the, the crazy portraits. I believe he's from London or something like that. Does it Not look like guy. they're shaking, like they're trailing? Is, mm, they, is this the portrait of, guy? He so like, stuff onto it, man. He oh, does, no. does some wild stuff. I don't think I know. He's pretty cool. Um, but uh, I'm not exactly sure how to say this other guy's name but he introduced me to him is it like pachavio or oh yeah i think that's is that's that correct how you say it? Yeah, yeah i think it's like p-i-c-h-i-a-v-o yeah it's it's, it's pretty beast. wild stuff though yeah. beast yeah any of the, the the mural instagrams that you follow what is it powwow any of those oh, yeah have, powwow worldwide oh man any yeah. of those just have multiple artists that you're just like Whoa. they're superb nice what kind of music do you like to listen to when you're when you're painting I have a very expansive playlist. It covers like reggae, some like old blues. There's some like classical music on there, some hip hop, some like old old like hood rap. Man, there's all kinds of stuff, man. Just st- anything that makes me move. Yeah. Uh, reggae, island music, and everything. Everything. Why well, second that everything? But I'll go with um. We'll go. We'll start with hip hop. We'll make our way to classical and then we'll hit movie soundtracks for sure particularly the godfather theme song catch myself whistling it in the studio all he the time listening to a lot of theme songs like he's got a soundtrack playlist <laughs> and it's just movies i, I, like, I, you know I am jango this is? you know what i'm saying yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good i mean any type of music's really good to to work too because yeah. if you're really working you're not really listening to the music it's kind of just in the background making your brain work right so as long as it's not distracting you, you're pretty good. Mm-hmm. Where do you hope to be in the next uh, five years? Is there any different accomplishment from where you're at right now that you're hoping to get to like a next step? Uh, I'd like to be here for the fifth year anniversary. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but now, um, no, no, uh, you know, just still doing the same thing, the, the same type of work, just maybe on a bigger scale or. Maybe at a, a finer level, you know, uh, always growing and just working with different people and maybe be a little more worldwide. But as long as I'm doing what I'm doing, um, yeah. 
and creating, I, I think I'll always be happy. Uh, there's really, really not too much about that other than keeping myself and uh, other people happy with the type of things that I'm, I'm creating, whether it's working for another person or for, for myself. I would like 10 street side massive murals yeah. and have shown in at least one other major city gallery. Nice. Yeah. Because nice. that would be about 10 years trying to do this legitimately, almost. Cool. And yeah. then countless years prior doing it for fun. So right. I hope, yeah. 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 What are some things you do to challenge yourself? Uh, paint with people that take me out of my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. always, if, if you get an opportunity to try to do something in your creative realm that's that you're uncomfortable doing, that's going to require you to learn new concepts and new, just learn, yeah. do it because it's going to be challenging and it's going to further your art. Big time. Way more than just repeating the same thing. I mean, we all know how, where that gets us. Right. Yeah. yeah, I like to do as many different projects as you can. Just uh, try to just be different. Like he said, uh, the more challenging the project, the better, because uh, every project you should be learning, growing, always trying to, to be a better artist and mm -hmm. grow, like teach. And there's so many different levels of that, that as long as you're moving and shaking. Yeah. Love it. Uh, Business-wise, what have you uh, what have you learned as far as like how to manage business, how to how to go about things, whether it's customer service, finances? Is there anything that's stuck out that has has made you like like as far as advice goes? Someone that's just starting out, you would want to like, hey, handle this sooner than later. If, if you're looking at like the actual business aspect yeah. of it. Get a schedule like every week. Do your books. Keep your receipts together. Keep all of that stuff organized. It's, it doesn't seem like a big deal now, but ten years down the line, the Uncle Sam's gonna be like, "What have you been doing? You know, <laughs> you've been doing your taxes right. You'll just hand them a, a packet of papers, and they'll leave you alone, and you'll never have to deal with them again." Right. But uh, if you don't have that, they, they give you a hard time. But yeah, just keep a schedule quarterly, monthly, every week. You know, just. And always give receipts and document everything. But other than that, I mean, right. it, it's just really simple. Just try to keep up with it. Because once you get yeah. buried by it, right. whew, it, it's hard to get out of. Well, it's good to gauge, too, right? Yeah, yeah. So you know where you're at. Every quarter you can see. Mm -hmm. or every month you can see, all right, this is what I'm doing. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, like Sean said, a schedule for sure. Yeah. But I would also add that when entering the arts, I think that the last thing on your mind should be customer service. You know, no, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. But you. <laughs> but the so customer service. Okay, for for me and for you, like I have an act, I have a brick and mortar business. Right, right, right. Customer service is a lot. It's definitely it's definitely a huge component. This yeah. is <laughs> for you. Customer service might be actually going to a show. And, and being presentable and approachable. Right. right. Approachable yeah. for that instance and interaction, maybe. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like he said, there's so many different aspects of that. Like the, the the business level as an artist, I mean, you can run it like a strict five to nine business or you can keep it loose and flowing, but you always want to be presentable. Right. You always want to be professional no matter how you do it. Right. Uh, schedule's the best way to start that. Whether it's going to a show every week or once a month and actually 
handing business cards out and using that as like a, a promotional type night. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, there, there's so many different things you can do, whether you're on Instagram every day at a certain time posting a photo of what you're doing or live videos constantly, you know, there's so many different niches that you can hit when it comes to the business aspect. And it's kind of hard as an artist to, to, I guess, organize and do all of that. Mm -hmm. yeah, it really is. Yeah. Thought on that? Yeah, it's kind of confusing. Yeah. You know, you're either, you're this creative component, and yeah. then there's this side of the world that wants you to turn into you know H and R Block for a moment, right? And sometimes that oh. can be challenging. Right, that was gonna be my next question. So, like, uh, there's a lot of really good artists that don't get anywhere because they can't get onto the next page of actually doing, you know, I guess, selling so the art or actually doing something. How do you? How did you break that hurdle? Was that natural, or did you did you have to work at that? Re you do some research, Google, yeah. literally Google how to be a successful artist, and <laughs> you'll probably you're going to come to this realization that you have to treat it like it's like anything else in America. Yeah. You know, you want to pay attention to customer service. You don't want to act like you're too special to answer the phone or whatever, whatever, whatever. It's a product you're selling it, so learn how to sell product. I think being consistent is probably one of the main keys is mm. uh, just always being there. You know, you go and pitch yourself for the first year. Sometimes some of those clients won't come back until two years later right. because they, they saw something. They were like, oh, man, I met John Muldoon and I want him to do this project now. Well, if you haven't been a business for three years and they met you the first year and they call you and like, oh, well, what are you doing at home? Well, I'm, I'm not doing artwork anymore. Sorry. Right. So you're kind of missing all that clientele. So I think like being consistent yep. in uh, the first couple of years, it's the hardest time because like you said, you're trying to figure out all of these different things, but making sure that you're prepared to handle that first mm -hmm. year or two of, of stress and emotion and yes. different hurdles, you know, make sure you're in shape for that because right. you're going to be hurdling. You're going to be jumping through loops. And, uh, yeah. just get your push-ups in. Yeah, yeah, get your push-ups <laughs> in. Your get your in. get your laps in. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think the majority of it really is just being consistent, doing yep. good work, and being on time, punctual. Don't be mm -hmm. late for projects. And you know, people pay you, and people come back, and the word will get spread around that you're good at what you're doing. Right. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Want to add to that? He got it. He got it. Yeah, he All right. Got it. If you, um, I feel like every entrepreneur has to have a ridiculous amount of like hope and you know happiness in their life at, at some point but there's always a little bit of you know questioning dark side any of that what do you what are some things that you do to to stay positive and and stay kind of on the up well i got a dog and he like cuddles like crazy so <laughs> when you have a bad day he, man he takes a lot of that away but um other than that, uh, it's it's hard to juggle that. Uh, you you got to have outlets other than artwork. Mm -hmm. uh, mountain bike, uh, exercise is a good one. Um, anything that really gets your mind off of uh, your work completely so you're not just in that hole all the time, whether it's people or activities. or But um, there's there's all kinds of ways to find support. Family, friends, like, like I said, a dog. Um, it's just... You can't let yourself get lost in that, which is a whole different level of psychology, you know, but I'm, it's hard. You know, your, your artwork, depending on the type of artwork you're doing, can take you to crazy places. Absolutely. Like he said, get yourself a spirit animal. I, for one, have two cats, okay. Craig and Don. They're my backbone. I go to them. 
And the activity I have is fishing. I okay. go out in the water, I yeah. go fishing, and I don't think about the paintbrush or the money, none of that. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. So, yeah, get yourself an activity, I guess. Gotcha. And, and a spirit animal. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, when you're prepping for a show, what, what are some of the, like, what's on your checklist? What are, what's the most important thing? Frames. Frames. <laughs> yeah. I, I work on... Uh, <laughs> do, people, do people wait for the last minute for frames? No, I'm probably not most artists, but I work on material I'll find in the trash or some yeah. wood, and yeah. I have to build a box behind it or get it matted and framed. And uh, yeah. oftentimes I have a bunch of paintings that are done but not framed, and I have been known to have shows where nothing is framed. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, frames. 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 Nowadays, frames. Yeah. All right. I think uh, giving yourself adequate time to prepare for the show so you're not worrying about frames last minute right. or yeah. things like that. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, it, it's hard. There, there's so many different things that can happen in a, in a show that, like, you, it can have you juggling. Yeah. Um, yeah, just try to give yourself as much time as possible. Don't procrastinate. Right. Work hard. <laughs> Love it. Okay. Yep, work hard. So I actually came up to into this today uh, as an artist. Um, there were I, – I, published something a couple of days ago and then a bunch of people liked it and then today one of my friends said you know constructive criticism i didn't like it and then it was a, that was kind of like a blow and i'm like oh man a thousand people like this and then one person doesn't i'm just like that's good though it yeah, is that's good. not bad have, but what right strong, no like, absolutely like right and so you figure out like what what didn't they like about it it's definitely constructive and I, it's welcomed but what do you do about that how does that make you feel how do you get over that well, somebody's got to not like it or it makes you think everybody's lying to you. Like, they're just like, oh, man, just tell them it looks good to make them feel better. Right. But other than that, I mean, constructive criticism, you got to take it. you got to learn how to um, actually defend your work. If you, if you think it's a good piece, tell people why. Yeah. And if you're, you're, your piece is good and what you have created, you can convince somebody and argue to them why it's a good piece. You know, right. they, they should be able to see that. But... um. Other than that, I mean, you're going to get ups, downs, thumbs ups, two thumbs downs. You know, somebody might want to rip it off the wall and smash it on the ground. You never know. It the, It could be the uh, the most beautiful portrait, but the subject matter could just piss somebody off. Right. You know, you never know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you just got to be able to take criticism. And I think if, you, if somebody doesn't like it, it authenticates all the people that did like it, yeah. you know? And... Sometimes I catch so many people liking my work and then somebody outwardly doesn't. And that even made me feel better than all the people really? liking it. I'm like, oh, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird, but. How do you turn that into something? I don't know. Like, I don't know how. I don't yeah. know how my mind did that one, but yeah. it, it did. Huh. I remember feeling positive about the negative review I got on they, something. Yeah. They spent an, I feel like they spent enough time to expel their hate yeah. where a lot of people didn't even, ex like, Put enough time into they it just to let it go. They yeah, like they it, you know. They're like, it, yeah. like, like this guy at least put enough effort into it to type out a, a sentence yeah. of why he hated it. Put some emotion into it, and yeah. it, it created a thought, and right. a feeling. You know, at least you're creating something through a person. You know, and that's what artwork should do. Hmm. It should create emotion in a person. It should create thought and conversation when somebody looks at it. You know, if I'm looking at a piece and you walk up to it, I should be like, man. Look at this, and I should be able to have a conversation with you about it instead of just being like, eh, let's right. go get a beer. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right, right. So um, artwork is very subjective, and 
no two people are in the same place at the same time. No two people can go through the same experience and have the same experience, right? So what's something that you can do at your shows so, to kind of prepare people or um, have it so that when they come in, they're ready to see what it is that you presented to them? I would say uh, try to offer multiple experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, try to try to cover some ground at your show so that, you know, maybe somebody comes in, they see the first piece, they hate it. They're like, look at all this busy noise and they get to the last piece and it's all muted and it's got one subject matter and they're just like wow i love that piece it's just i try to cover ground so that you can upset and please as many people as possible i suppose yeah i just uh went through an experience yeah uh, what what you were uh, talking about uh, tell me about it well we we tried to create this experience where people came in and did more than just go to an art show you know Mm -hmm. they had to uh, see the actors and talk to them and they kind of had to figure this out on their own you know then mm-hmm. it was kind of interesting it was like an experiment to see how many people showed up for one mm-hmm. uh, if they actually read the pieces and if they actually experienced what was going on and the people yeah. that experienced it like commented that it was one of the better art shows that they had ever been to because they actually had to do something instead of standing mm-hmm. around yeah. Because nobody actually went around and was like, did you see this piece? And, like, do you know why it is this? And it, a lot of people don't get that. They don't read the little plaques on the side. So right. it, it's a hard thing to get people engaged. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I'm i not sure I excelled at that or I did a good job at it. But yeah. it was like half and half. Some people got it. Yeah. Some people didn't. So okay. it's, it's one of those things where I kind of struck out maybe. But yeah. The people that got it loved it, so it is hard, you know, other than right. putting a sign up and being like, here's a list of instructions, here's what you do, right. you know. Um, I mean, no one comes to an art show not wanting to enjoy it. Yeah, right. Right? right. So, like, they want to get something out of it, but without meeting you or having more information or whatever, they may not be able to draw exactly what it is that they're that, – that you are expecting them to get. Well, a lot of people are scared to ask questions. Yeah. They're not very personable. They're not okay. open. They're not, they won't walk up to the people and be like, so what is this? What do I do? Right. You know, they kind of, yeah. some people want to be basically fed what is going on, but right. th- there are other people that are more adventurous, you know, and that's mm. where I, f- I felt that I had like that 50 50, you know, but it's how do you hit everybody other yeah. than having somebody at the beginning of the show that's almost like a host? Like, this right. is what you're here for. This yeah. is what this is. Yeah. You know, like like a Beauty and the Beast house welcoming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's really hard, you know, because there's so many different types of people. Um, one of the things is advertising, so people kind of know what they're coming to yeah. before they show up. Create context. Yeah, yeah. Um, but with that, it, you know, you, you'll just get the people that saw the ads coming. You know, how do you get the people that are just walking in off the street mm-hmm. to understand the project? Uh, mm-hmm. It's hard. It really is. You could get a mascot, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. I haven't yeah. heard that one. How do you create context? Context? Um, well, this, this ties back to our everyday yeah. anecdote we touched on earlier. Right. Every day I create context and I put it out there online so that people get uh, versed in the context. Yeah. And if I'm having a show that's themed in a certain way, yep. leading up to it, you'll be seeing mm-hmm. all the context that's going to be in the show. Probably a few things left out for, you know, right. build up purposes or yeah. whatever. See when you get there, kind of thing. Yeah, but okay. uh, you'll you create con you if you're an artist, you're creating context every day. You are right. context, so it's just like just document it and put it out there. Right, it should be pretty easy. 
that part. Yeah. So I see you guys both using social media a lot enough to to document. And um, what do you think the value is there? More than just creating context, but engaging with people. And what have you seen the difference? Obviously, you haven't been doing that for all four years because we haven't had the live daily stories, everything like that. What difference have you seen now that that's been around for you know six months, a year, however long you've been using it? And um, yeah, what's that changed? Uh, it's easier for people to get acquainted with your work digital digitally, mm-hmm. you know, and so it's just creating that bridge, that initial icebreaker between you and your potential clients, mm-hmm. and I think it extracts a lot of inquiries, a lot of potential jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, that seems to be the market nowadays is online more than in the gallery, but in the arts, it could come down to one client. So you just want to make sure that you're probably in both. Yeah, I think the value of the online presence is like l- priceless. If you're not using it, you're yeah. you're missing out on a free avenue of mm-hmm. getting yourself to the world. Um, the more time that you spend on it, the more people that see you. I mean, so really time spent on there, th- if you're marketing your work correctly, is not time wasted. Uh, as yeah. long as you're putting enough work in your creative process, uh, I mean, you, you really can't lose in that avenue. The, the more you put out, the more people will see. Um, mm-hmm. you, you don't want to flood it with stuff that kind of, uh, I guess, is just repetitive yeah. and uh, kind of catches people wondering why they're looking at what you're doing. But mm-hmm. other than that, if you're giving them the, the creative process, they're usually pretty intrigued by what you're creating. Hmm. Or, or by what you're saying. Because yeah. oftentimes you're not making art while talking about it. That, um, unless you want to go as far to say that what you're saying is art. Yeah. I wouldn't do that, but... <laughs> Would you ever do it like a Bob Ross type thing? I would totally do a Bob <laughs> Ross type thing. Get, get, yeah, I just learned how to paint like Bob Ross yeah. thanks to him. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess we owe it all to Bob. <laughs> or Mural Joe. Don't forget to YouTube Mural Joe. <laughs> He's great. I'm going to second that. Mural Joe is legit. If you have not watched Mural Joe yet, you are missing out because he will teach you how to paint from Home Depot like a pro. What are some other things you like to do with your free time? Music, uh, a lot of play a lot of music. Uh, spend a lot of time with my dog. Uh, the sports, exercise. Just try to get out of the shop as much as I can. Yeah, I was about to say exercise. Exercise has been helping a lot. Yeah, that one's a good one. Good. But yeah, painting, mostly painting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little bit of reading. Yeah. A little reading. What has your experience been with um, with materials as far as uh, professional? Like working with, you know, you start with whatever and then you, you build up to a certain level and then sometimes you go back or, or t- tell me a little bit about that. I see you're already asking <laughs> what I'm saying. I think it in the market and in today's society, an entering artist might start with Montana spray paint yes. and then end with Home Depot house paint. Yeah. You know, they might want to start with the best and the most expensive and then end up working with the cheapest and the most effective. I try to get as much as I can for free. Uh, Old signs on the side of building is a good way to get free canvas. Uh, And I I just did an entire show and probably half of this year's worth of artwork off of old signs that I got for free. I just now finally ran out like eight months later. Um, But um, I do a lot of stuff with steel, so 
the, the steel work with the chemicals and the clear coats, I mean, they're, they're kind of specialized. You really only have yeah. certain areas right. that you can go for that. Right. And, I mean, you have to be so careful with those because they have to be disposed of a certain way. And right. you got to clean up. And they're all water-based, so it's not too bad. But Gotcha. Um, your studio, is that open for people to... It is. Uh, yes. Usually, uh, people do not just stop by. Okay. Uh, I have had people just stop by. I mean, yeah. it, it really doesn't matter. Um, from 8 to 5 every day, I am always there. This guy always randomly stops by. Yeah. I do. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it really depends on the person. Usually, they will call first. Yeah. Because uh, I, and it just, people are... It's like they, they call to see the hours, you know, just to make sure you're there. That's just the way I've noticed people are nowadays. Right. I maybe in the last four and a half years have had two people just randomly show up. Okay. That's it. Is it it's in a retail space? No, it's actually just a, a whole house that I have. Yeah. Um, uh, basically just do all of the different processes in different rooms and have ventilation and nice. man tools set up. And eventually I will have my own building, but we're working on that. Sweet. Awesome. Uh, do you guys have any art shows coming up? I will be showing at the Escape Room in Homestead. Nice. I believe I'm setting up this week, and it should be up for at least a month. Okay. Yeah. Mm, I have some stuff going at Full Pint Wildside. Is that right down the street here? Is it the Lawrenceville location? Yeah. Is it yeah. called Full Pint Wildside? Yeah. I'm gonna have. Full Pint. Uh, it's like right down the street. Yeah. I'm gonna have a couple pieces down there. Uh, other than that, I really do not have too, too much going out. Other than anybody needs some Christmas gifts, check out the website. All right. And that's, that's coffee, C-O-F-F-E-Y. Yeah, coffeeshop.com. hyphen shopcom You can get everything from T-shirts, some mugs. We make these key organizer keychains that are my logo that are pretty nice and... They're smaller than your normal carabiner. Um, nice. Keep your keys on a lock. But um, we also have a lot of different prints and uh, custom metal artwork of the city that we do that are a nice little gift to give people, especially locals of Pittsburgh. It's all made on recycled steel. Nice. So uh, it's a pr pretty cool little gift. Okay. Um, what, what do you think about the Pittsburgh art community, how it's developed in the last, you said, Ten years ago, it wasn't anything like what it is now. What do you think has made those changes, and how how have you been involved in that? Well, I think there's a lot of uh, or a few separate companies bringing the community get together. That is a very nice thing. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of uh, venues now that are letting a show at. Um, mm -hmm. It's still a, a hard buyer's market. Uh, a lot of people here don't want to spend big money on pieces. So mm -hmm. if you want that. That big, big money, you, got, you still got to go to L.A. or New York City or Miami or one of the, mm -hmm. the, the places where people have more money to spend. It's pretty cost-effective to live in this area. Uh, so you're never really, really going to get rich or sell pieces here for a ton of money. But um, yeah, it, it's grown. It's definitely grown. It's nice. Like I said, a uh, few of the companies have really, really brought it together. Okay. Redfish Bowl, um, you guys, Revival, helped out with the community a lot. Uh the south side mural project is going on um and then a few other people that are just doing a lot of uh community work you know mlk throws murals up all over the place mm -hmm. but uh i would say a big component that's changed the art scene here in the past few years <coughs> is um 
in particular, graffiti and street art becoming cool mm -hmm. and desired instead of illegal and yeah. prosecuted. I think that's a big change that's right. getting putting a lot of these walls up, stuff like that, mm -hmm. you know? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's cool. What would you like to see more of as far as the, a shift in the arts community? How would you like to see that? Where, where would you like to, if you could direct it, where would you hope it goes? I think that we should just uh, start painting all the walls with cool things so that this whole place looks jumping <laughs> and is a blast to drive around and view everything. Yeah. Not only are the trees beautiful and the grass and the birds, but the brick and the mortar, too. Yeah, putting uh, up as much artwork as possible, um, trying to give people a reason to come here and look at it, you know? We have a lot of artwork going up, and... People are starting to notice that, and you see a lot of uh, street art communities just noticing the artwork, taking pictures and tagging the artists in, and making uh, files and Instagrams of that so other people around the world can see what's going on, you know? So just uh, the, the continuing of putting up quality work so the rest of the world sees what's going on. Um, if you could ask a question to people that are watching this, whether they're entrepreneurs, they're thinking about starting a business, or they're thinking about art, doing art full time, or they've been been doing it, and they, you know, what question would you ask them, or um, that something that maybe they you hope they ask you that you can answer later once it's online? Do you have what it takes? Why haven't you stopped by for a cup of coffee yet? That too. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for being on the show. This has been Thoughtful Discussions with Josh Snyder. John Muldoon. And Sean Coffey.